0: All that I have to do is stop doing what I'm doing, and I'll go right back to what I was. I, of course, I'm a pastor, so I use analogies a lot. And in East Texas, we live in a forest. We live in a desert. We live in a forest. If, if we don't care for the land, if we don't maintain the land, it will go back to being a forest. Same thing with, with the body. If I don't maintain it, if I don't put the effort into it, It'll go back to being the dumpy, fluffy, out of shape, sick self
1: that it was. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. Again, my name is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. I'm the founder and CEO here at the Fit Father Project, the host of this podcast. And I'm truly honored to be joined today by Mr. David Rudd, who's an incredible man. And he's gone through quite the journey of losing weight and then working on building his strength. We're at roughly 60 years old. And we're going to hear from David about his whole journey, about finding the Fit Father Project, being skeptical, leaning up and now gaining muscle and, and all the challenges that come along with you know, maintaining your health and fitness as we get older. So David, thanks for coming on and joining us. I'd love for you to kick off with your name, your age what you do, where you're from, a little bit about your family, and we'll
0: get into this. Well, Dr. A., I consider it a big honor just to get to talk with you. I do appreciate your program. Like I said, I'm 58 years old, probably in the best shape of my life, oddly enough. I've been married to my wife for 37 years. We have three awesome kids, four grandkids. We live on my wife's family farm that uh, was actually... Started by her great grandfather, so been in the family for a hundred years, at least. And so we're all the time doing something with cows or hay or things to go with it. Uh, also, pastor of church. I've been pastor for about thirty years or so. I own a fire sprinkler contracting company. So very busy.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Not bored. And stretch so, David, take me back to what I consider maybe one of the low points of your health. You know, when a point before you joined the Fit Father project, you were looking online for solutions, you're seeing some stuff that you knew there were gimmicks out there. Tell me how you found us, what your thought process was like at the time, and also what was going on with your health.
0: Well, just a little bit of quick history. Twenty seventeen was a very trying year. Uh developed uh I had already developed it, but they discovered some AFib, which was a journey to find that. And then my dad, who had cancer, passed away. Hmm. We were kind of expecting that. He passed away in the middle of the year. My mother-in-law suddenly passed away on Thanksgiving. And so it was just a whole lot of stress, a whole lot of things that were going on. And I was at a point where when I get stressed out, I eat. I don't smoke, I don't drink, but I eat. And I was eating and, and I don't have a big frame. I'm about five foot nine, nine and a half, and about a medium frame, but I and I was close to two hundred pounds and didn't care. And twenty eighteen started out pretty stressful. And by the middle to the end of that year, about the middle of the year, I just looked in the mirror one day and I was pushing two hundred. I was like one ninety two, one ninety three and I thought, What are you doing? This is stupid. And so I had lost weight before on my own. So I just cut back to one helping at meals, limited the snacks, started working out best I knew how. I never have been a gym rat, so I really didn't know a whole lot of technique, but I I just started on my own. And Lost about 20 or 30 pounds and just hit a wall. Couldn't go any further. Uh, taking a very expensive heart medicine. Triglycerides were through the roof. And so I just started looking. I, I don't care to go to a gym. And so I started looking online. I thought there's got to be something somewhere that somebody offers. And I looked at a lot of stuff. You know, and it all sounds really good. And these guys are all big and buff and And you're sitting there and you're looking at this and you're thinking, they didn't get this way overnight. And I came across your stuff. And I started reading some of the testimonials, listened to some of your videos, looked at the nutrition guide and all of that. And I told my wife, I said, this is pretty good. And I can tell this, my, my daughter is actually a personal trainer. She works and coaches with athletes that are competing in marathons and triathlons. In fact she's an Iron Man herself and so I thought, well, I'll just take it to her and I said, you know, look at this and tell me, does this look like something that's legit that will work before I spend time and money on it? And she looked at it through very thoroughly. And she came back to me, and she said, Dad, this is the real deal. This is good stuff. And I can tell you it is the real deal and it's good stuff. Uh, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you uh, if I didn't
1: believe that. I love that we got the stamp of approval from your daughter. It means a lot. <laughs> no, truly, I mean, it, it was probably one of the big factors that convinced you to invest the energy and the effort into the program, which is also why you're sitting here, because it's also why you got the results. And it, all, it is nice for me to hear, too, to get approval from another great professional like your daughter. It sounds like she obviously knows a ton about the stuff, coaching athletes, So when you joined the program and you start going through things, what was your goal at that time? And also on top of that, what were some of the things about the program that really were highlights for you or stuff that really stuck out that you're like, man, I got to start doing this either on the nutrition front, the exercise front, what were some of the first changes you started to make and what was your initial goal?
0: Well, my initial goal, I, I had gotten down to about 170 pounds, 175 pounds. and I wanted to get down to my high school weight, which was about 160 pounds. And I wanted to begin to build muscle. I've got one of these bodies that I've about decided you can make it firm. You can't make it big. <laughs> you know, this But I wanted to build strength and build muscle because uh, another problem that I was having, and some of it was related to AFIM, and some of it was just plain being out of shape. And I had this problem up until I got going with fifth Father. If I got outside and we Texas heat can get to 100 degrees or better in the summer, the humidity's high, and I have this, it won't mean much to most people, but there's this drive line on my hay baler that just gives me fits sometimes for connecting mm-hmm. and disconnecting it from the tractor, and you have to really wiggle it and mess with it, and I'm too cheap to go buy another one, so i would be mm-hmm. fighting it. And I would get so winded just trying to, do that sometimes my son would have to come and hook the stupid thing up or disconnect it because i could not breathe literally could not breathe and so i wanted to get to where i was in shape to where i could do the things that i need to do without having to ask my son to help me. and i wanted to get heart issues triglycerides down my triglycerides were bumping 300 the doctor was finally the doctor said do you wonder why you're in here every six months and i said "Well, yeah He said, because of this right here, and he showed me my triglycerides, and he said, every time you're in here, they go up, and they go up, and they go up, this is what stroke and heart attack, and that does not combine with your AFib well. You got to do something, or we're going to put you on medicine. So I wanted that to come back. So my wife cooks very healthy, and so we began to look at the recipes, and so she started kind of incorporating some of the changes in diet, and we Mm -hmm. learned a lot. through the last few years of doing this. And I began to just focus on the workout, focus on trying to get in
1: shape. And so the exercises that we were doing, how were they different from stuff you tried in the past? Because obviously, you, like you said, you didn't have a lot of form, not a lot of experience, but we were you were doing stuff at home. So when you started Fit Father Exercises, what was the experience and why were those different for you?
0: Well, uh, originally, I viewed Apex 10 as torture. Because I had never done swings. I had never heard of renegade robes. I had never heard of some of these things because I didn't come up doing that. And and so, you know, I did a lot of, I don't know what the word is. I can't think of it, but a lot of strength resistance type training, push-ups and curls and presses. But there was no program. And what Fit Father has taught me, because I've been through every phase. I mean, I've been through all the FX 30 stuff. I've been through all four phases of that. I've been through all four phases of, I mean, the fourth phase of OSM. I went through phases one through three twice, sometimes more, and still dropped back to some of that. And so I didn't have structure in in what I was doing. And I, I thought I was targeting things that would matter. But I wasn't getting the cardio that I needed. Uh, I wasn't getting the the balance that I needed. Now I know how. You know, Fifth Father has equipped me. And and that's a year or two ago. I, I just went ahead and joined for life because this is a lifestyle change. Well, all that I have to do is stop doing what I'm doing, and I'll go right back to what I was. I, of course, I'm a pastor, so I use analogies a lot. And, and in East Texas, we live in a forest. We live in a desert. We live in a forest. If if we don't care for the land, if we don't maintain the land, it will go back to being a forest. Same thing with with the body. If I don't maintain it, if I don't put the effort into it, it will go back to being the dumpy, fluffy, out of shape, sick self that it was. So, you know, to me, the program has equipped me to be able to look like, like right now, just for example, what I'm doing for the month of June. Uh, and I may do it in July too. This is a very busy time of year for us. So, you know, I'm kind of working it in. But, but I'm doing two OSM phase four elements a week. Uh, and I'm flanking those. I, I wasn't gaining like I wanted to gain. And I've got to to my daughter and i decided, you know what, I think I'm overtraining. And so I'm doing a... Cardio, fat burning, like my least favorite, and I bet you know which one I'm going to say. My least favorite exercise routine of all time is I call it bad gum trouble, is double trouble. I'm doing double trouble on Mondays, then I'm following it up on an element, 20 minute element on Tuesday, a rest on Wednesday, an element again on Thursday. And then, like today, I did the big five, a muscle building. Friday I didn't know how to do that before. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to put that together. And I didn't have you you have an awesome person in Ben Sterling, you know. I didn't have the resource of Ben. If I've got a question, I can email Ben or I can send it to him for his podcast thing. I've got the resources that I need to do what I need to do. Yeah.
1: I want to give a shout out to Ben Sterling right now for a moment because you brought him up. He's our head trainer. And I think one of the things that we found when we started this program is, look, you can give people information, right? You can give them a PDF of a meal plan or some workout videos. But the real magic is when you're in community and you have support and you can ask questions and you can get answers and personalize stuff. And Ben Sterling's the man. I mean, he makes that happen for Literally, thousands of guys, and I know he touched your life in a big way, and you were using these different kinds of workouts, and you got your structure in place, which is huge, right, because when you have structure, you can follow through and be more consistent there's not as much guesswork and then Ben helped you adjust things to start gaining some more muscle and weight, and that was a focus for you, and I know you got your deadlift at your age up to oh two hundred pounds, right, which
0: was pretty damn good yeah, I did deadlift this morning of one nineties, just did one ninety for or eight reps for three. Yeah, it's no joke. And I couldn't have done that three years ago. No way. And you, you had mentioned something, and, and I go, I, I want to give a shout out to Ben too, because something happened in my metabolism. I don't know what, but I was hanging at 160, and then just my weight dropped precipitously. I mean, I went down to 138 pounds soaking wet. And it, there were, didn't seem to be an end inside. So I'm like, okay, this is scary. It started, I, I ate up the fat and was starting to eat up meat. And that was very scary uh, when I realized what was happening. And so that's what Ben's for. So I personally got with Ben and I said, dude, I don't know what has happened. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But I am literally going to shrivel up and blow away. I gotta stop this. And he said, Do you log all of your and I would encourage guys, log your food, log your calories, log, you know, I use a Fitbit. log your output and your intake. Don't assume that you know what is coming in and out. If you will do that, you will be able to start judging. Okay. I've burned a whole bunch of calories today, so guess what? I get to have a cheat meal. I get to go to Dairy Queen. I get to have that piece of pie. But if I'm not doing that, I don't know what I'm really burning, and I don't know what I'm really okay. cleaning. Well, he said, "Are you logging all this stuff?" I said, "I log everything." He said, "Send it all to me." So I sent it all to Ben. Ben looked at. Everything, and he came back and he said, "Okay, this is what you need to do to stop what's going on, and here's why it's going on." And basically, he said, "Eat." I said, "Permission to eat, sir." <laughs> he said, "Granted." He said, "Don't go wild, don't go crazy," but begin to. He said, "Because you are burning a lot of calories, and he says you need to really be taking in the food." Well, I want to tell you, Doctor A, when when you come, I never was 300 pounds. I applaud these guys that start at three hundred pounds and you know they they do some super things and I'm so proud of and I try to compliment them when I see them come through. And and here's the thing. I did I wasn't at that point. But you shift your mentality. My mentality was burn more than I eat. I told Ben, I said, this is hard to get my head to change. I'm having a hard time adjusting. He said, Yes, but you gotta do that. And so I had to adjust my way of thinking. And so much of this is simply adjusting your way of thinking.
1: Yeah, so, so true. And once you made that shift with your mentality, knowing that for your goals at that point with your body, more food intake, along with the good exercise, not over-training, you were able to start turning that around. And you said today you're up to close to 150 now, correct?
0: Yeah, I'll put on about 10 or 12. It varies. Uh, sometimes I hit 150, Uh, but then it's, it's funny because I can, I can change a pound or two sometimes just based on input and output. And so my goal is to get to 155, but I want it with muscle and not with fat. It took me a while to get to where I am because I can get to 155. I can get to 170. All I gotta do is just start eating everything that I want to eat, and, and I don't even like things that I used to. Eat. You know, I used to love soda pop. Man, I can drink a, a, a Coke or a Pepsi or a vodka pepper, and nothing—nothing nothing against these people, but I feel like I just took an air hose and just aired myself up. I, I don't—I don't even there's the sugar and the carbonation. I don't even care for it.
1: Yeah. So I think there's a lesson there. There's many lessons there. One is for guys with active lives and jobs like you working at the farm, you install a lot of sprinkler systems too. So I imagine that's physical going to job sites and you're doing exercise on top of that. If you need to gain muscle, you need to track things. You need to get clear on your calories. And that certainly seems to be the truth for a lot of guys who consider themselves skinny or hard gainers But now you're on the up and up, and it's really great to hear. I also want to know, as you've gotten more structured with your nutrition and your training, what else has changed in your life? You mentioned mindset. How have things changed with, let's just say, your family, your wife, your business, your productivity, as a pastor, your spirituality? Give me the holistic change. What's changed in your life as a result of getting more regimented, structured, and getting the right things in place?
0: Well, starting to have more energy. Which helps me keep up with grandkids a little bit better. Uh, there's a reason God gives us grandkids later (laughs) because we don't have that energy when, when we get older, but I do have the energy to keep up with that. I can't honestly say that it's made a whole lot of difference spiritually, just simply because, I mean, I've been a pastor for so long and it's, I'm not saying this braggadociously, but I've always had a real commitment to spiritual, you know, relationship with God. Uh, But I will say this, and and something that the fifth father has taught me that I I firmly believe this. you know, God has given us our bodies, and and he's, he's gifted every one of us with a body that he chose. Some of us are skinny and tall. Some of us are fat and short. Some of us are everywhere in between. But he's given us a body that he's chosen. But he leaves it up to us to tend to that body. And so if my body is the house of me and it's the temple of the Holy Spirit, then I, I should have a responsibility to take care of it. And Fit Father is a, is a excellent way to do that. My wife, she even began to pick up and, and she's, I never can walk with her. I still can't walk with her. She runs. I tell her, I said, you are running. No, I'm walking. I can't do it. My old knees do not like to walk with her. She's like everywhere, and, and she's fast and energetic. And but she began to make some changes with me in her diet. She didn't change her exercise program, because she really didn't need to. But she began to change her diet, and she has a little bit of arthritis and some things like that. And it began to help her. And so she she will still eat the uh the things that she wants to eat, and I tell her eat them. You know. Had strawberries and whipped cream yesterday, and she said, You don't want any? And I said, No, she said, Why not? I said, Look, it's got that whipped cream on <laughs> it, you know. But she she burns it off, and so it's it's gotten that's something that we kind of do together. We watch what we eat, watch our food, she's adjusted her her diet. So, you know, what this program has really taught me, Dr. A, is I can't do it. You know, when I was doing Three sets of 190 pound deadlifts, not a lot for some guys. But inside of me was going, stop at five. But I'll just tell myself, no, you can do it. Yeah, I,
1: I used to wouldn't do that. Yeah. So it puts a, a want to. It comes up inside of you. In these conversations that we're having on this podcast with guys like you, David, it seems that there is this fire that just starts to get kindled nice and slow, and then it starts burning. And it's like a self-sustaining thing. Like I imagine in the past when you weren't eating right and you were close to 200 pounds, you wouldn't have thought twice about the strawberries and whipped cream, maybe even had to resist those things. But now it's like almost the opposite. This mental switch happens where discipline is your default. You probably look forward to working out. Besides Besides the Great Destroyer, no one likes that workout in FF30X Phase 2, guys. Beware.
0: Actually, actually, I like the Great Destroyer. I do not like Double Trouble. Oh, yeah. Double Trouble. Yeah. No, I do not like that. I'm doing it. I don't like
1: it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a muscle that we forget to work is oftentimes, when you know, after many years with our bodies, you know, we, we forget to work the muscle of doing things even if we don't quote unquote like them. But I bet you feel really good afterwards when
0: you finish these things. I do. Yeah. I do. Even when I finish double trouble, I feel really good when I finish double trouble because I finished. And, you know, and it's funny how humbling some of these workouts can be. And, and I've told Ben this, it's amazing how five pounds added to a particular exercise can all of a sudden change the entire workout. I mean, you know, where you were maybe doing something and, 20, 30, 40 minutes, you add five pounds to it and you finally got it done in an hour. (laughs) It's insane. You look good. But I feel good. I feel, I am, you know, I I appreciate what y'all do. And
1: I'll tell you this, and I speak on behalf of our entire team, guys like you following this path that we've laid out makes it all worth it. You know, like you are our reward seeing the amazing success that you had and being able to be on here with you and share this story with guys, this is the best thing possible for us. So thanks for making all the hard work worth it for us. I want to dive into a couple questions here as I'm thinking as we're having this conversation about a, a guy like you who maybe feels like he is out of weight that he's okay with, but he doesn't want to be skinny fat and he wants to gain some muscle. Outside of tracking and eating more calories, what have you discovered with your body. You got almost 60 year old knees, shoulders. You've obviously done a lot of physical work in your life. How does that come into play with how you approach your training for the purposes of muscle building? What have you figured out? What have you left behind in terms of
0: maybe some ego stuff? Like what have you figured out? Oh boy, you leave a lot of ego stuff behind. Well, I have figured out, for example, when I first started, I I have bad knees. I've had bad knees since I was a kid. And so, I had to really watch the squats, watch the deadlifts, watch the lunges, watch anything that had to do with legs. But over time, my knees have gotten stronger. They still try to come out on me every now and again. They still pop and crackle, but I, I've got a lot more structure around my knees than I have before. I have a shoulder that, you know, I've got to where I, I, I do not throw a ball because it, that we're really getting and i've kind of learned my shoulder has inhibited some of my training mm-hmm. especially overhead presses uh, of any kind but i've learned to use the dumbbells instead of the barbells pull my elbows in and then go up i think i learned it from a video where you had it. you know just mm-hmm. to suck that in where i'm not putting so much pressure on my shoulder which has enabled me, and, that, and it's a really good question. You know, some things, yeah, you just swallow ego. Because every time I would try to go up on my weight for like a standing shoulder press or something, man, if I could just press 20 pound dumbbells, I thought I was accomplishing something. And so I would use 10 and 15 pounds and up the reps. But when I discovered that I could make a simple change in the position of my weight, and bring that in. Well, through this week, I was pressing, you know, 30, 35 pounds. But I'm able to do that because I'm getting some strength there, and it doesn't, you start swallowing ego. You know, it's like the guys that will post, man, you know, I did Apex 10, and I got up to eight, and had to drop to my knees on the, on the rows and, and on the push ups. So did I. And, you know, I learned. Hey, just because somebody on, on Fit Father is, is doing Apex 10 with 250 pound dumbbells does not mean that that's a wise thing for me to do. And so if I've got to do Apex 10, which I usually use 20, 20, 30 pounders, but if I'm going to do them with 10 or 15 pounds and I can make it through and get all the way up and all the way down, I've done myself some good. So you swallow the ego, you start, because a 60-year-old, like I say, in every 60-year-old body, there's stuff that's just worn out. Short surgery, it's not going to get better. I just have to learn to work for that.
1: Yeah. I think that's a huge lesson. I think a lot of guys use those pains and the niggles and the old injuries as an excuse not to do anything when in reality, making some smart, small modifications, using different kinds of equipment, like the dumbbells, the kettlebells, maybe some cables, and just positioning things in a way that works for your body is the ticket. And you can start building from there. And I will say this, for anyone who does shoulder press regularly, 35s and 30s are no joke, you know, especially when you took the average guy getting started on this program, probably can't shoulder press 25s, you know, it, just in all honesty. So you, you're building up, and I think that's the thing.
0: Even a bench press, you know, just a, a bench press with a, with a dumbbell. Because of what I've been doing with my shoulders, this morning I was able to do 45 pounds. I, I couldn't do that a few years ago. I tried. I tried, and I got one or two reps, and I was about to tear my shoulder up. It's like, no, you're not going there. Because, you know, you're seeing these guys on here, and they're, they're curling 45, and 50 pounds. No. Do what you can do. But I would encourage guys, don't compare yourself with everybody else. Compare yourself with you. And, you know, I I put a picture on the roof the other day of that gum trouble. You know, I've done it three times this month, and I've managed to shave a whole one minute off of it every time. And I'm below beginner status in terms of time. Because there's this thing called breathing, and I keep having to do it. I'm over an hour getting that crazy thing finished, but I'm not comparing myself with everybody.
1: And it seems to me, both from doing these workouts myself and from watching so many guys go through this program, when you start to compare yourself to yourself and you start to track and beat your progress, that inner fire does get ignited, and then it affects your mood, your positivity, and all that stuff just carries over into everything that you do which is why I believe that the body is one of the most powerful mediums for changing your life. It's very tangible. You work on this, so many other things improve. Now, I want to go back to your heart health because that was a big concern for you. And I know that your triglycerides changed, and they got down throughout this program. Have you gone to the doctor since? Where are we at?
0: I have been to the doctor. I went for my regular checkup back in March. I was taking a drug to control my ACF. It was as much as a car payment. It was a, a very expensive drug. And I had a, a heart ablation, afib ablation. And, it, of course, an ablation takes a little while to kick to in. And so I was still having to take this very expensive drug. And this function. And so as I began to progress through fifth father and began to get some cardio going and things going on, You know, my doctor tells me, you know, a there's no cure, it's not gone. Uh, And then it's right. But I was able, with some exercises and some corrections and the ablation, finally asked my heart doctor, I said, can I get off of it? Can I I stop taking it? And he said, well, I'm going to write you a prescription in case you can't. But here's how you wing yourself off. Don't just quit it. Wing yourself off of it. And when the bottle's gone, if you don't need it, don't fill it. Mm-hmm. I haven't filled it, and so I'm no longer taking that expensive drug. I do have to take a baby aspirin every day, but that's easy. <laughs> and my triglycerides, which were bumping three hundred, were seventy four in March. That's fit fun. Yeah, working out. That's watching what you you are what you put in your mouth. So I love French fries. But I don't get them very often. I have them occasionally, but I would rather have the low triglycerides. And,
1: and... Yeah. Your priorities shift. Your relationship to those things you put in your mouth shift when you feel so good. And it sounds like you found a way to make it sustainable where you enjoy things on occasion, but you know the right time and, and you're in control. You're not being governed and ruled by these things. Right. You're the master of this temple now. Yeah,
0: I mean, but... It it takes constant vigilance. You know, I see guys on here. I've been on here, what, three years? Going on three years. Some of the guys that are on here started when I started. Some started before. And we all hit snags. Yeah. And most of the time, we get those snags when we let our guard down. You know, and life, life can get in the way. I get that. You know, like last week, we had a a denominational conference, our state meeting. Hotel gym was you know, wasn't much to it, so I really didn't get to work out. But one day I went and got on the exercise five. And of course we're out of town, we're with a bunch of preachers and so we eat. But I tried to just monitor what I ate. So yeah, I gained two or three pounds last week, but I didn't panic about it. Yeah, you just know, got home. One round of double trouble, has gone.
1: Yeah. You have a system now for course correcting. And you're still measuring and tracking, which is the vigilance. I kind of feel like I talk about this idea of keeping those guardrails up. And I think tracking things like once you reach a weight or you have your strength metrics, you track these things regularly. You know, a small drift doesn't turn into a complete U turn. It's a small drift. And because you've drifted, you've experienced those small drifts and you've course corrected so many times, it builds confidence. It builds mental and emotional muscle. And you know what you need to do to get right back on it. So that makes me as happy as anything you've said here, David, is that right there. Because I know you have the skill set, which I mean skill, because it is skill. Something that needs to be practiced and developed to manage yourself moving forward in a sustainable way. And that's incredible. Because I know that when you're grandkids, 10 years from now, you're still going to be doing this stuff and keeping up. Yeah, and the body changes. But my final question for you, David, is what, what does the future have in store for David Rudd? Both as a fit father, with his fitness, with his work, like what's exciting you, and, and what do you see down the line? What's the plan?
0: Well, plan long term. Of course, none of us have a crystal balls. So we don't really know what tomorrow holds. But plan is to stay the course. Would like to get stronger and maintain what I've got. I've got several employees that I've been really trying to encourage to get on this program. Uh, but they watch me, and, and to be honest. It's a commitment and a lot of them watch me and go, oh, I don't know if I'm really ready. You gotta be ready. I agree. Uh but uh, you know, like I, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I wanna be able to be here. I've been teasing my wife for years that my goal is to live to be a hundred, you know. I wanna live to be a hundred and know it. Uh is mm-hmm. usually what I tell her. And uh so well, if I can do a bit father till I'm a hundred, I'll be doing pretty good. I'm not planning on running any marathons. If I can just keep up with my life, that
1: yeah. will be plenty. I absolutely agree with that. I share the same goal. I'm excited to see you get there. And it's a privilege to be in your corner. I know I speak for Ben in particular and our entire team. David, you're the man. You're the man because you walked the walk. You did it. It's obviously hasn't been easy. You found ways to get around the challenges, but you get up every day and you stay after it because it's worth it. And I know you've discovered that in your heart. And that makes me so happy. And it's a privilege to have you on here. Anything you'd like to share in terms of closing thoughts? Other than that, I'm really excited to get this conversation out the door and out to more guys who need to hear this, especially guys who are around 60 who think they're over the hill. It's obviously BS, and you're going to be a walking testament in East Texas. As anyone comes near David Rudd, they're going to know that you know, what is possible just by seeing you.
0: Well, don't wait until you're in your 50s. It takes a lot more work. It takes a lot more commitment. But I appreciate it, Father. I appreciate you. And the program is second to none, in my opinion. And I would just encourage guys: just bite the bullet and do it. And don't fall for all of your own excuses. Do not become a victim of your excuses. I, I tell people that in pastoring all the time. You know, quit letting your excuses be your reasons, uh, because those are excuses. There are reasons, and then there are excuses. Don't follow the excuses. Follow the reasons. And, and track everything. Take pictures. I was very uncomfortable with posting shirtless pictures of me on Fit Father until I figured out no one but these guys were going to see it because I didn't look very good. And I didn't really want to take those pictures. Uh, but take the pictures, monitor your intake and your output, after- and take measurements. Not so you can compare them to everybody, but the measurements will tell you where you're at. Yeah. And I, I very much appreciate the opportunity to get to talk to you. I, I I never dreamed I would actually ever be interviewed for such a thing. It's been totally cool.
1: It's been totally cool for me, too. Thanks, David. Thanks for this conversation. We're going to do our best to get this out to as many guys as possible. They can hear your story. And please keep encouraging everyone in your community and walk in the walk. Thanks for this, David. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys who are 40 like you.